Happy New Year. It's January 3rd, 2022. I'm Kim. And the Frog of the Year will be announced at the end of this episode. What, you didn't think I'd announce it right away, did you? I've got to build a little anticipation first. To that end, before I announce the frog that you all voted the number one frog of the year, I'll be counting down your top five favorites. Along the way, you'll hear from the rest of the Frog of the Week team, and even a few special guests, about their own personal picks for Frog of the Year. So let's kick things off with your number five, the Budgets Frog. You may recall this frog's buggy eyes and shrill war cry. Why do you like this frog? Listener Jess says, How can you not love that face? It looks like he's never had a thought in his life. Right you are, Jess. Hello, this is Stephen Hilger. I am a dear friend of the Frog of the Week team, and I'm happy to report that my Frog of the Year is the Cranwell's Horned Frog. I had this frog growing up for some reason. Uh, When I was 11, I guess I wanted a frog, and we went to the pet store, and I remember my mom asking the person who sold us this frog, does this frog get any bigger? And they were like, eh, no, it's just a frog. Feed it whatever, it's never gonna grow. Basic research after the purchase revealed the fact that this frog grows to the size of a personal pizza, was the metric we were given. It also grows horns and fangs and needs to eat baby mice. I'm looking at Google image results of the Cranwell's horned frog, and mine had pure red eyes, which doesn't seem to be super common. So another reason why it's my frog of the year is because I think it's from hell, and I think I need to sort of appease it like a Daedric prince just to like know that it's not going to mess up this domain. So my frog of the year is the Cranwell's horned frog. Please don't harm this domain. Happy New Year. Thank you for your time. Hello, this is Brendan Bigley, co-host of Into the Aether, and also the creator of some of the music for this very podcast. I thought about a lot of frogs this year because of this wonderful, wonderful show, and it was hard not to go with the Black Rain Frog as my frog of the year, considering it was the first, but just because you're the first doesn't always mean that you're the best. That's right, dear listener. My frog of the year is the Koki. I just think that's a wonderful episode of this show. And I also think the frog itself has transcended just being a frog. The Koki is an idea, and it's hard to beat an idea. Thank you so much to everybody who makes this show. It is a constant, constant joy. And I'm looking forward to 2022 and a full year of frogs. Bye-bye. Hello again. It's time to hear your number four Fody pick. Or should I say picks? Because this one is a tie. First up, we have the glass frog. An anonymous listener said they like this frog because... It's see-through. Nothing is cooler than that. Who is the glass frog tied with? It's the purple frog. Our friend Blep had this to say about the purple frog. This icon has the nose of a pig, the cluck of a chicken, 
and the thighs of a legend. You've got to love a nonconformist froggy friend like that. So true, bestie. Howdy, howdy. I'm Bolt. I make the cover art for Frog of the Week and any number of terrible memes you've seen on our Twitter. And my Frog of the Year is the incomparable Malayan Horned Frog. While there are any number of perilously prickly puns I can make about this predator, I'll just get right to the point, gang. This frog is one sharp fella. Just look at him. He's Look at those powerful eyebrows, the powerful nose. I would not want to meet this guy behind a Denny's at 2 a.m. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Frog of the Week, and I hope you guys have an excellent Frog of the Year. Hail and well met. I'm Jillian. I do transcripts and some other behind the scenes stuff for Frog of the Week. And my Frog of the Week, or the year, is the Vietnamese Mossy Frog. Prior to helping out with Frog of the Week, I really didn't have any particular opinion on frogs. I didn't think they were cute. I didn't think they were like unpleasant to look at or anything. They just kind of were there. (laughs) However, I gotta say, the Vietnamese Mossy Frog is just so flipping cute. Just look at the little guy. He's so cute. He's so precious. He's got all those really good colors. I know the little bumps probably don't feel as good as they look, but like texturally, he looks like he'd be really fun to pet. The coloring, immaculate. The eyes, stunning. This frog is a looker. I love them so much. Uh, None of this takes into account all the fun things we learned about the frog during the episode. I just very purely went with my heart and soul and said, this is the cutest frog that I think I've ever seen. So this is my frog of the year. But much like this frog, I would also like to avoid being perceived. I would just like to curl up into a little ball whenever things get to be a little too much. And maybe uh, my frog of the year and I can just like chill and vibe for a bit. I think that would be really nice. Thank you all so much for your support. And I look forward to uh, seeing what everyone else's frog of the year is. And also my cat is here. Say hello. (laughs) Thank you all. Goodbye. Your number three pick for Frog of the Year is Another Tie. First, we have the prehistoric Beelzebufo. Listener Roman liked this frog for many reasons, including this fun fact. Their bite force was stronger than a modern tiger. And with a mouth full of teeth, that was quite a dangerous bite. It sure was, Roman. Also in third place, we have the tomato frog. Our listener Harper said, I have a tomato frog of my own named Beefsteak, and he's oh so sweet. Not sweet like a fruit or vegetable, I'd say, but just really kind. He's definitely improved my life with his company. I love him dearly. So do we, Harper. This is Anat Bellison, and I am currently a postdoc at the University of Texas in Austin, and I would like to cast my vote for the Pumpkin Toadlet as Frog of the Year. This has been one of my favorite amphibians for such a long time. They're just so tiny and adorable. They're bright orange, which is my favorite color. They have these big, shiny, beady black eyes that just look so innocent and so cute. They have these big mouths that open so wide. 
really adorable. They call, but they don't have any ears. And people actually think that when the bones in their skull vibrates, that's how they hear each other's calls, which is just wild. And then they also have these bony plates throughout their body that actually glow under UV light. I mean, such a cool little frog. I definitely think the pumpkin toadlet deserves to be frog of the year. Chrysler and happy new year to all of our froggy friends out there. I'm Ness. I'm the Frog of the Week merch manager. I also schedule some of the episodes and I want to tell you about my pick for frog of the year. I had a really hard time picking. Everyone knows I love the purple frog. It looks like a peach emoji. I also love Pete. He's our short king, the tiniest amphibian we know, but I ended up choosing the desert rain frog. Now, the reasons I chose the desert rain frog, completely objective, science-based facts. Number one, they look like a pufferfish with a little attitude. Number two, they live in sand dunes. I think that's really cool and they'd be great little beach buddies. And number three, they have an immense amount of internal rage that they can only express through vigorously squeaking. I relate to that a lot. Sometimes I want to do that too. I get it. Anyway. I like these frogs. I think they're really neat, and I hope you like them too. Bye! Me again. We're getting close to the top of the list. Your first runner-up for Fody is none other than the Desert Rain Frog. Listener Rose Lewis likes this frog because it's a shrieking beach ball. How can you not vote for it? Strong point, Rose. Hi, everybody. Uh, AJ Falera here, one of the creators and the editor of Frog of the Week, here to give my frog of the year to the Koki. Uh, the Koki's such a wonderful little guy for a lot of reasons, but it climbed to the top of my list because it was the first time while making the show that I thought to myself, like, oh, we are, we're really, like, this is really something special. We're really doing something special. Uh, the feedback that we got from that episode, both publicly and privately, was like really, really great and really humbling. Um, and I just really love that episode because it gave us a chance to kind of show what the show could be capable of uh, outside of just little three-minute jokey podcast things. Uh, words will never be able to describe fully uh, how much this show means to me and how much you all listening to it means to me, but I just want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who has listened in the last eight months, to anyone who continues to listen into the future. You've really helped us turn this show uh, into what it is today, um, starting out from such <laughs> uh, goofy little beginnings. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my friends for doing this with me. Uh, thank you all for everything. I love you all very much. Uh, goodbye. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to hear which frog you loved the most of all the frogs we covered in 2021. Without further ado, the frog of the year is... The Koki. We first met this very special frog in episode 11, and even heard a legend about it from its native Puerto Rico. Our friend Sarah Ellen said, I love the Taino legend about the Koki. It was my favorite episode. And our friend Tara agrees, saying, It made me cry. I'm 
I'm so glad this was your frog of the year because in truth, it was mine too. It was really special to be able to share not only fun facts about a froggy friend, but also a story symbolizing its relationship with the people who share its home. Of course, I couldn't resist another opportunity to share an example of the cultural influence of the coquille, which is featured in a Puerto Rican nursery rhyme. In English, the lyrics roughly translate to the coquille, I love the coquille. The singing of the coquille is beautiful. At night, when I go to bed, it lulls me to sleep singing like this. Coqui, 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 ki, ki, ki. Coqui, 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 ki, ki, ki. And that's the Frog of the Year. My personal thanks to the rest of the Frog of the Week team, Vanessa, Jill, Bolt, and AJ, for lending their skills and hard work to make this podcast so great. And on behalf of all of us, thank you to the guests who joined us this episode, Anat Bellison and Stephen Hilger. We'd also like to thank our friend Brendan Bigley, also known as Bokeh, for writing the amazing music that you hear regularly on the show. And special thanks to our friend Will, who wrote some music just for this episode in honor of the cookie. Thank you also to our friends at the Worst Garbage Podcast Network for welcoming Frog of the Week to the network and promoting the show. And finally, last but not least, thank you to all of our listeners. Frog of the Week started literally as a joke I recorded to make some friends laugh. And with your support, it's become so much more than that. We're so grateful to you for tuning in. We hope you'll continue to do so. We wish everyone who hears this a safe, happy, and healthy 2022. We'll be back with more frogs next week. Cantando así Coquín